We told you yesterday that Travis Taves had... It's kind of curious the approach he's taking to this. He rather quietly entered the race to be leader of the UCP party. He didn't make an announcement. He didn't hold a press conference or a campaign launch or anything like that. But he did file his papers with Alberta elections. So that's how the media found out. Because if you go on Alberta elections, it says, you know, registered candidates. And oh, lo and behold, there's Travis Taves. He's the only registered candidate, by the way, uh, to this point. Um But we do know that Danielle Smith and Brian Jean have intentions to enter the race. However, when it comes to um, Taves, obviously this was not a spur-of-the-moment decision. He's been thinking about this, planning for this for some time. He launched this sprawling, sweeping, epic campaign video yesterday. Here's a clip. I was, I am, a passionate Albertan, inspired by this movement. And I believe that Albertans and our members can be inspired again, too. It would be an honor and a privilege to lead this party on the path of unity and healing for a stronger Alberta. Not gonna lie, it's really well done. It's uh, the production value is through the roof. I think there's some drone footage in there, all kinds of things. So there's been some work, there's been some planning, there's been some money spent on Travis Taves and his UCP leadership campaign. Is he the front runner? Well, he's the only registered candidate, so I guess we've got to call him the front runner. But what does it mean about other cabinet ministers? Let's break it down. We're going to chat now with Dr. Lisa Young, political science professor at University of Calgary. Lisa, thanks so much for joining us. Always a pleasure to chat. Uh, happy to be here. Travis Taves. So, I mean, clearly, uh, are you surprised by the way this has rolled out? Like, there's been no official launch. There's been no campaign event. The video was released. He's got a Twitter account, but he just quietly filed the papers and, and went from there. Yeah, it's absolutely fascinating. I mean, in some ways, he let Jason Kenney announce that uh, he was running, he right? <laughs> uh, when when Kenney announced that uh, Tate had resigned from cabinet. So, you know, it's very much a, a quiet launch. Um, and, you know, it, given the, the very peculiar circumstances of this leadership yeah. uh, contest, maybe it's not a bad thing. And particularly from someone who's, I think, quite a quiet guy. It's really striking how little we know about Travis Taves publicly, um, considering that he's held, you know, one of the most important cabinet positions in the province for three years now. Yeah, as finance minister and, you know, one of your your colleagues, Dwayne Bratt, was saying, you know what, he might be such a big presence in cabinet and caucus that he's going to scare other ministers away. Do you think, I mean, Travis Taves, is he Jason Kenney reincarnated? Will he be the Kenney loyalist candidate? What's your take on how big of an influence he'll be in terms of the people already at the caucus table? Well, I think, you know, by entering early and establishing himself, I think he probably does you know, suggest to other cabinet ministers that it might be difficult to enter the race. Although I think we need to keep in mind that, you know, with with the uh, with Taves, Brian Jean and Daniel Smith, we don't have any urban candidate. Right. Right. And if you think that the next election is going to be fought in Calgary, you know, that's a, a consideration for the party. Right. That it not be simply seen as a rural-based conservative party. Well, Lisa, it's interesting you say that because if you watch Tave's video, his campaign launch video, it's lengthy. I think it's about two minutes, something like that. It is entirely done on a ranch. I mean, he's on horseback. He's he's rounding up cattle. It is 
incredibly rural, like to the point of it looks like a scene out of Yellowstone. There's no nods to the urban voter at all in this video. Are you surprised by that? I am kind of because, like you say, the battleground appears to be Calgary. Yeah. And I mean, this is the dilemma for Taves and frankly, for anyone else in this race, that there are two very different competitions that you need to win. The first one is to win the hearts and minds of the UCP base. And then the second one is to win the provincial election next year. So, you know, it's not I wasn't surprised at how rural the the video was in the sense that you know what i took away from it was travis tave saying i am everything that jason kenny pretended to be yeah and so if the party wanted you know what what jason kenny was pretending to be what they need to do is to choose me and they'll get the real thing i know how to ride a horse And he's talking about the same things that Jason Kenney was talking about when he won the leadership. He's talking about unity. He's talking about healing. So we're right back where we were four or five years ago. But you're right. He's he's positioning himself as, I feel I'm the person that can bring unity and healing. So the message remains the same. But at the same time, he does need to distance himself from Jason Kenney in some way, right? Yeah. And I thought the single most important word in that video was humility. He he talked about the importance of humility, and I think that that was a pretty sharp poke at the Premier and his effort to distinguish himself. And so, you know, if, if what you've been unhappy with for the past three years is the style of government, then I think Taves offers you know, the the same substance in some ways, but with a different style. And I think that might be very appealing to the UCP base. The the interesting questions will come when when conversations of substance start happening. The other candidates uh, that might enter the race, if we're going to stick to cabinet and caucus for a minute here, Rajan Sani uh, announced that she's hired Ken Bossenkul. I guess you would call this an exploratory effort to try and figure out if she can offer something new. I mean, it's not unheard of. We've heard other leadership candidates say we're going to we're going to do a bit of an investigation. Are you surprised that she's taking this approach? It was an interesting approach. Um, you know, certainly potential leadership uh, candidates will say that we'll, we'll have this kind of exploratory um, effort, but they don't usually announce it. So I thought that was interesting. Um, but, you know, she's identified somebody who's pretty high profile in yeah. Ken Bosenkult, who is going to lead this. And I think it's a way of signaling. And I think part of the issue here is that things are going to start happening pretty fast, right? Um, We don't know yet when the leadership contest is going to be, but there's lots of reasons to think that the party is going to try to have the the decision made sooner rather than later. And so having a quiet exploratory committee might mean that others don't know that you're thinking of jumping into the race, so maybe somebody else jumps in and, and positions themselves in that way. So I think it is a way of sort of putting a stake in the ground and saying, look, if you're looking for somebody different, if you're looking for an urban candidate, you know, think about me as being that yeah. candidate. The interesting thing is that there's no sort of certainty that she's going to be able to raise enough money or get enough support to to be a candidate. The only other member of caucus or cabinet who's sort of 
publicly flirting with the idea is Jason Nixon. He has said he is giving it some thought. He hasn't made a decision yet. He would be another heavyweight contender, I would think, if he jumped in, wouldn't you? Yeah, and and you know he, uh, it, I think in some ways he's going to find it a little more difficult to distance himself from Kenny. Um, he's been you know very close with Kenny, and he shares that sort of combative style that Kenny has in a way that Tave doesn't. So he's going to have a difficult time, I think, claiming that it would be a, a different style than Kenny. Um, from the outside, we know we have two named candidates in Daniel Smith and Brian Jean, who I guess would represent. Um, it's going to be interesting, Lisa. Help me make sense of this, because you're going to have the people that are in caucus that are cabinet ministers, you know, Travis Taves being one of them, that are going to have to somehow be different than Jason Kenney, while at the same time being part of his cabinet, going against the actual outsiders in Brian Jean and Daniel Smith, who are going to be coming in and saying, we need to get rid of everything that has a remote smell of Jason Kenney left on it. So how is that going to play out? I think it's going to be fascinating to watch this, right? Um, and, you know, Brian Jean, you know, certainly I think thought of himself as being the front runner, as the natural successor. He came back in order to, to try to lead the party. But it's very difficult to be seen as the person who ousted the leader and then to be seen as the peacemaker. Um, I think he's going to have trouble getting... Um, uh, endorsements from inside the the caucus and certainly from cabinet. Um, you know, we've already heard a story that's leaked out of the caucus meeting where you know he he got quite uh, combative with another MLA. I'm not sure that you know it it will be really interesting to see whether he can take the machinery that he developed to. Um, you know, push Kenny out and turn it into a successful leadership bid. Yeah, it's going to be a really interesting leadership race, no doubt. And uh, we're glad that we have you to help us make sense of it all. Uh, Dr. Young, thank you for your time again.